Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. And um, just talking about these things that, that make Renew Church, Renew Church, and we've talked about pursuing the next generation. And, uh, you know, the very first week we talked about that and we said, I don't know how, I don't know where or what or what's going to happen, but God's going to make a way. And guess what? It's only been three Sundays and God has already made a way. I want to introduce him. Is the guy in here? I want to introduce our new youth pastor. Stand up. His name is Mr. Mikey Bermudez. Isn't that awesome? God's been tugging on his heart, pulling on his heart. I didn't do it. I didn't sell him. I just, I, I let the Lord do what he needed to do. And he woke up one morning and he said, you know, the Lord led me to a verse that said the older will uh, serve the younger. And he said, I think that's what a youth pastor is. And I'm a little older than them. And I think I have just a little bit more years in them and I can take them along. And so, Mikey, I'm super excited because you're going to help us lead the next generation. And with the help of several other leaders that have come on board and said to me, Pastor, we want to be a part of this. We want to make, a, make an impact on our community. It is going to be a powerful thing. The youth ministry at Renew Church is going to be powerful, right? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Excited to see and you guys get on board. If you have young people, students, uh, middle school, high school, even young college, uh, let's get them connected to Mikey. We talked about starting with worship and how we start with worship. That's even what we did this morning. We start with worship. Last week we talked about how we love our city. And we lived it out and we showed examples of that. And we talked a little bit about the homeless ministry that's happening. And, and, and my, my brothers are back all the way from North Miami and, and Broward. Thank you so much. What a surprise. I love you guys. And uh, so, so um, we're just talking about that. November the 2nd is going to be a big, big serve day. So I would love it. I would love it. I didn't, I didn't have the faith to say it last week. I didn't have the faith to say it last week. But I'd love to see 50 people join Jimmy and I and, and uh, several others to serve our city uh, just for a few hours on a Saturday morning and just minister to the thousands that need the love of Jesus. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be cool? I think it could be done. I really think it could be done. I, I, was, I was too timid to say it last week, but I want to say it this week. I'd love to see 50 and maybe you're one of those. This week is a two for one, as I said. And we talked a little bit about having fun together and kind of uh, practicing that. Because it's in everything we do from serving to small groups to the Renew Night last night for our Renew crew. I don't know if you guys saw that. If you follow us on Renew uh, uh, social media on, on Facebook or Instagram, Renew Miami. But um, we had an event last night. Maybe you have that on the screen. You could put that up there for us, Josh. Um, this was our Renew Crew uh, event. And this was like a celebration of everybody that, that serves and just sacrifices and selflessly gives um, to make Renew a reality every single week. So give them a round of applause. We did that at an at a airplane hangar, uh, a, a museum just down the road here in Tamiami Airport and, and had a dinner and gave away some prizes, played a game of family feud because we're a family that feuds sometimes. And, and we just had fun. And, and uh, I invite you to be a part of the Renew crew. I would love for you to take that step. At Renew Church, we're always talking about helping people know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, go through the growth track, and make a difference. And that team back there, that 65-plus adults, and they're, even their kids are making a difference. They're impacting the city, and I'm so, so thankful for it. And I want to say, man, God is going to do some great, great things in them. Um, I, I want you to be a part of it. Uh, a couple months ago, we solidified this core value also with a comment that came up. A couple months ago, we were doing a, a summer movie series where we would use film to share and apply scripture into our everyday life. And so in, in the film that we were doing, it was Toy Story. And so that we had this costume for... Um, for Woody and they needed this pale faced white guy to dress up as Woody because every other costume was done by a guy named Lazaro and Lazaro just didn't fit the script and so this guy in our Renew crew he said um pastor that guy doesn't really look like Woody but you kind of do you're the perfect Woody so you could put it up there for just a half second and uh, <laughs> and you could take it back down um but that, that's because he said, hey, pastor, you said we have fun together, right? If we have fun together, you need to, like, be made fun of together with us. So 
Anyways, but these are the kind of things that we do, and um, that's what we believe. And and uh, church, who says church has to be boring, right? Who says church has to be like just always like, uh, you know, feeling like a funeral? It doesn't have to be like that. Like th- we're celebrating life, renewed life. That's what renewed church is all about, and that's what we want to we want to bring people a part of. So there's four guys standing behind me, sitting behind me. One, two, three, four. There they are, and they're still wondering what in the world we're we're doing and what they're here for. Well, the other focus, the other message in this this message this morning, or the other value that we're talking about in this is a series, is that we are on a co-mission. And we believe that every believer is a missionary and that every person that does not believe is a mission field. And we will constantly encourage and train our people to reach those that don't know Jesus. In, in uh, Matthew chapter 28, there's this verse and it says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Well, that's a lot of authority, isn't it? That's, that's a ton of authority that's been given to us. Um, think about, I mean, that's been given to Jesus. Remember that from, from last week, that verse that he says in all of his glory, like 10,000 times 10,000, 100 million angels. There's a lot of authority in that. And he says to them, you go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Okay, so what's that have to do with these four guys behind me? This is a commission. That was the Great Commission. And we say at Renew Church that we are on a commission. That it's not just me. It's not just the staff. It's not just those that are high up in leadership at Renew Church. It's a commission that Jesus called every believer to to make an impact and to make a difference with. So these guys are going to be my uh, examples today. So here's what's going to happen. Guys, if you could stand up and uh, get behind your chairs. And uh, we're going to put your chairs into kind of like a, almost like a plus sign. A cross is the right way to say that. I guess I need to go back to geometry or something like that. All right. And here's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't want to get caught up in it. Okay, so Ray, if you'll just sit down just like that. Danny, if you'll sit down, come here. And if you'll sit down just like that that. Justin, you getting this? Just like that. You guys get, um, you know, you figured things out pretty quick. All right, so here's what's going to happen. These are four very unique and very talented musicians on our worship team. Give them a round of applause. We've got Jerry with the voice of an angel, an archangel. That sounds better, right? <laughs> we got Ray on the guitar. We got Danny on just about everything, but he likes to play bass. And we got Justin on the sticks playing those drums, and he does an amazing job. And they do this so well uh, individually, but they're better together. Amen? When they come together and they play together for God and for his glory, they do something that's unbelievable. And so we're going to kind of show that for just a minute because individually they can do something special, but together they can do even greater things. So hang on a second while I put my microphone down. Do not move. I've seen people break like shoulders or whatever, collarbones. So in just a minute, I'm going to bring the chairs back. You, you guys don't want to, anything you want to say while I've, while I've got you here? Oh! All right. Hey, um, honestly, there is no like graceful way to get out of this. So just God bless you and try to figure out how to get down without dying. And give them a round of applause. Unless you are some kind of a, um, you know, freak of nature, you can't do that by yourself, right? It requires more than one person to make what just happened happen. And without any practice, they didn't know that they were even doing it. Did you know, Danny? 
Did you know that we were going to do that? Oh, you knew what was coming up. Okay, well, so Danny knew. Nobody else knew. Okay. But the, the idea was is that we didn't practice that. We didn't plan for that. We didn't prepare for that. But together, we can do amazing things. Together, we can do great things, far greater than what we can do by ourselves. And this is called the co-mission. This is the mission that we're on. There's a place that I go from just about a mile from here that, that I like to go that, that is a place where I can kind of hear from God. Um, I get some exercise. I pray for my city. Um, in fact, I shared it on my, my social media. I think you guys have it. It's just literally just to the west of us. There's this, this do you have the picture of that? Um, it's a place where I go and I like to kind of like hear from God. Because sometimes when I pray, all I'm doing is talking to God and all I'm doing is telling him all of my needs. And this is a place where I can get away from everything. And like I said, it's not that far from here. It's not far from my home. But I can, I can see the city on the horizon just over those trees is, is uh, West Kendall. That's the area that, that I minister in, that I'm a pastor of. And I just go there and I just pray. And I pray for that city and I, I ask God, God, I pray that you would give me a word. Because I would rather have one word from God and, and hear from him than read a hundred verses but not hear anything out of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or not get anything out of it. So I, I do this thing and I, I, I just try to like silence myself and separate myself. And it's in those places when there's not a lot of people around and there's not a lot of distraction that I can kind of hear from God. In that field is massive sprinklers with pump trucks that draw thousands of gallons of water that can literally flood fields in just a matter of minutes. They have huge tractors the size of my house and, and, and harvesting teams of 200 plus people picking the fruit uh, and, and, and during the, the, the right time of the season, the harvest season, producing semi-trucks of beans or corn or tomatoes or whatever it is that they are planting. And the thing is, is that it's not any coincidence. Everything that's done from the seeds properly placed in perfect rows to the irrigation, the fertilizer, the timing, the equipment, the experienced farmers, everything they do, they do synergistically on mission together. Just like these four guys who do what they do, not just four guys on chairs, but four guys on, uh, in, in music and on their instrumentation. They have one mission these farmers, they have one goal, and that is to feed hungry people like you and me. They have a mission. They know that that's what they're there for. They're not there to uh, sell cars. They're not there to do education. They're not there to um, build roads. They're there to feed hungry people like you and me. That's their mission. They also have a plan, and their plan is not random. It's not a guessing game. They know what they're going to plant this season, next season, and the season after that. They're not surprised by the weather. I mean, sometimes there is that surprise hurricane or, but, or a cold front, but not normally are they surprised by it. They're not surprised by the amount of crop that will be produced. The time of the year, they have a plan, and they know exactly what they're doing and when they're going to do it. They never wake up in the morning and think to themselves, maybe I'll just grow some corn today. Maybe this is a great day for corn. There is a strategic mission and a synergistic plan that happens. But there's another factor in that picture that's just beyond, and it's kind of out of the picture just because of the, uh, I guess, the image, the way that it shows. It just doesn't show up. But inside that picture is this bright, glowing ball, and that's the sun. And that's for, for us in this message this morning, that's the God factor of our life. Because you could do all of this, but if that big glowing ball didn't rise up every 24 hours and photosynthesize those tiny little leaves, nothing would happen. There would be no fruit. There would be no crop. It would be all for nothing. And the farmers, they know that. And that's why they don't plant these kind of crops that you see in South Florida and other parts of the country. They don't try to grow beans and tomatoes in places where maybe it would be cheaper to buy land in the Montana or Wyoming. Why? Because it will not grow there. And I think that that could even be applied in our life, that sometimes what we do here is what God is doing here and what he's not doing somewhere else. God is in the middle of it. God is in the midst of it. There has to be a plan. There has to be a strategic mission, and God has to be right in the midst. When I was a kid, I did that. I was learning about Johnny Appleseed in school, and I had just finished my afternoon snack, which was an apple cut in quarters. 
And I decided that that afternoon I wanted to plant an apple tree. So with a mouthful of apple and a seed in my hand, I went into the flower bed bed in my front yard. I dug down about three inches by hand, stuck that little seed in the ground, and covered it up with dirt, and then took about a styrofoam cup of water and poured it over the top of that that, uh, little seed that was there in the ground in my front flower bed. You'll never believe what happened the very next day. You want to know? Nothing happened. Nothing happened the very next day. I was so disappointed. And the next day after that, nothing happened the next day after that. By the third day, I actually forgot about that growing, about even growing an apple tree. But wouldn't it be cool if I went back to my home in my hometown and found that there was an apple tree growing in that flower bed now? Uh, It's probably not. We don't live there anymore. My family doesn't live there. There's nothing there, though. Why? Because the soil wasn't ready. The seed wasn't planted right. And this farmer, this eight-year-old kid, he didn't really know what he was doing at that time. And that's what I think happens in church sometimes. We decide one day we're going to sow a seed. And we get it. We stick it in the ground. There's no fruit in three days. And so we just give up. We just say that's enough. There was no strategic mission. There was no synergistic plan. And that's just not how it should be. As a church, we have to have a strategic mission. We have to have a synergistic plan. In other words, a group of people working together on co-mission. And we have to have the Spirit of God in the midst. The Spirit of God has to be in the midst. Sometimes we can get two out of three, and yet we're missing that most important thing. And it's like planting seed without the sun and expecting why in the world am I not getting those fruit that I want. It's because... We aren't doing it the way that God would have us to. So we have to have those things. But then what about this? Like, what if that farmer had the most amazing harvest he could ever imagine? Like, one million pounds of food, but only distribution for 100 pounds of food. What if he hadn't thought all the way through and he got everything in line and the tractors and and the irrigation and and all the seed and the fertilizer and pesticides, everything that he had to do, it was organic. There was no pesticides. Everything that he had to do, he did, and he had this bumper crop, but he didn't have a plan in place to collect or distribute. What would happen? There would be thousands and thousands, millions of pounds of rotting fruit. What's the point, Trevor? Why are you saying this? Point is, is because we can't do this alone. In this series and in Renew Church, I'm trying to emphasize to you that I cannot do this by myself. The people that you saw in that picture earlier cannot do it by themselves. It takes a strategic mission and a synergistic plan, along with God's blessing and His provision to make what we're trying to make happen, a movement at Renew Church so here's our text this morning. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to start at verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, just as God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. They're indispensable, and you know that if you've ever been in a need of surgery or or transplant or anything that you were like, you know what, I never even realized how important my kidney was until I started getting sick. That thing that you felt like might not be important or significant, 
is indispensable. In the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. I need you to hear that one more time. I don't know if you heard it. There should be no division in the body, but its parts should have equal concern for each other. Verse 26, and if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. We are a part of the body. Each and every one of us that, that declare Jesus Christ as Lord, that have, have said that, that he is our, our Savior and that he has uh, uh, died, sent, sent his son to die on the cross for us. If we are Christian, we are a part of the body. And we have a role to play in that body. The point, the, the message that I'm trying to share with you is, is that this is a co-mission. And every single piece and every single part of that body is as significant as the one before. So just because I'm the pastor and just because maybe I have the mouthpiece doesn't mean that your part isn't equally significant, if not even more significant. Because God may be using you in indispensable ways when I don't even realize the things that God is using you to do. So the Great Commission is our co-mission to reach our city for Christ. It's our co-mission, not just for us, not, I mean, not just for me, not just for the crew, but for each and every one of you that declare Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We believe that every believer is a missionary and that every person that does not believe is a mission field. And we will constantly encourage and train our people to reach those who don't know Jesus. So here's the things that I want you to do. Here's your application. Number one, I want you to join this mission called Renew Church. Jim Collins, the author of this, this uh, book called Good to Great, he said, if you really believe your mission as Christians is the most important in the world, you better give your life to it. In other words, like, what are you doing giving 45 minutes a week to the most important mission in the world, if it is the most important mission in the world? Some, some of us, sometimes it's 45 minutes every other week because of our, 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 our regularity, right? But if it's the most important mission in the world, then you've got to give your life to it and join this mission. There's people everywhere hurting, and they need to experience the love of Christ in real and tangible ways. Our mission at Renew Church is to lead people to a renewed life in Christ. So help us to reach people by inviting by praying for the lost in our city, and by serving the church so that together we can lead people to a renewed life in Christ. Man, I want you to join this mission. I, I can't say it enough. If we were just sitting at a, a, a table across from each other, I would just say it, man, I really want you to be a part of this mission. I want you to be a part of that picture and, and, and be a part of the Renew crew and helping us to make an impact on the city. Today is starting point. If I was sitting across from you at a, a, a dinner table, I would say, you need to join Starting Point. You need to come and hear our vision and values. Come have, have, have pizza with me, and, and let's talk a little bit about what we stand for and what we're all about. And I'm saying it again, even right now, because that's happening in just a few minutes. Next week is Growth Track, and we take you through a spiritual gifts profile that will help you identify how you can get involved in the church. So to be a part of this co-mission and to get more plugged in, we want to help you not just do something that you're not passionate about. We want to help you discover your purpose so that you can make a difference. We don't ask people that hate kids to work with kids. We don't ask people that are grumpy all the time to stand out front and greet people. If you've ever gotten that, I'm sorry. Uh, we want people that, that are in their giftings that know their purpose, to serve their purpose, to make a difference. And so that's what we do even on uh, every other week through our growth track classes. And then we ask you to show up in shadow, to get plugged in. Man, I'm so proud of the team that is a part of Renew Church and those that have come and those that are, that are, are getting involved, whether it be on Sundays in, in uh, one of the kids' classes or setting up or tearing down after the service. 
helping with our small groups or doing our homeless ministry or multiple different areas of getting involved in this ministry and, and even in the growing areas of ministry, like some that will get involved in youth ministry and beyond. But you have a part. You have a role to play, and every single one of you can do something. Some of you are saying to yourselves, Pastor, you're asking for too much. You're asking for something that I can't give you because I just don't have it. I just don't have the time. Well, we realize that. We recognize that in our city and in our society, there is so much demand for your time. And I respect that. I understand that. But just take baby steps. Even if it means coming twice a month for an hour before the service to help us get the coffee table ready and to put the the signs out or something like that. Man, what a blessing that would be for us, but also I believe for you because we do have fun together and we get to know one another and we encourage one another even while we serve. So join this mission. Second thing is, is to let God work through you. On your seats, there should be invite cards. There should be a rubber banded pack of invite cards and every day I keep these in my pocket. Every day, it, it doesn't have my personal information. All it says on the back of it is, is looking for a church. Sunday's 1030, Renew Church, with all of our connect information and, and social media information. Man, I would encourage you to keep those close. So that anytime the conversation comes up, anytime somebody's going through a difficult day, anytime somebody opens the door to say, hey, man, um, why are you always happy? Why are you always in a good mood? And you can then tell them, well, you know what? I, I, I have this relationship with God. I, I've found a relationship with Jesus. And because of that, like, I've changed so many of my patterns. I listen to Christian music, and I read the Bible in the mornings, and um, I, I don't put myself in bad situations. And these are all things that I'm doing. And hey, by the way, you know where it all started from? It started because of my relationship with God, and I even met God through my church at Renew Church. Why don't you come? As simple as that, but planting that seed to help somebody take that next step. You could put a yard sign out. We have yard signs. I think there are some in the in the foyer. I mean, in the in the uh, courtyard. If if there aren't, we'll get you one. But let your neighbors know. Let your coworkers know. Let people know that hey, we are uh, a part of a church, a life giving church in Miami that wants to make a difference. Let God work through you. You've heard the little kid's um, song, right, about this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. Like that is a, what we are supposed to do. The word of God, the scriptural, we are the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden, nor do you light a lamp and cover it up under a bowl. Instead, you put it on its, uh, a stand so that it can be seen by men. So join this mission and be a part of helping us uh, make an impact by letting God work through you. And then finally, fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Throughout the Bible, that was uh, a lot of times the angel's greeting. When he would come and he would uh, encounter the disciples or a prophet or whoever, he would say, don't be afraid or fear not. You know why he would say that, right? Because these angels were scary. Because these angels were intimidating And I think that sometimes the mission, the Great Commission, is intimidating. I think it's scary for us sometimes. I started this message this morning with the Great Commission, Jesus' call to follow and to go and make disciples and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit from Matthew's text. But you know Mark had a a, a translation of this as well. And I want to read this to you because I think this actually fits a little bit more to how we need to fear not. In Mark chapter 16... Starting at verse 14, and keys, you can come back if you're ready. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were, seat, as they were eating. And he rebuked, rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world. Okay, so this is Mark's, again, just Mark's uh, version of what happened at the Great Commission at the very end before Jesus ascended into heaven. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will, not, will be condemned. And then it says, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. You guys got the snakes ready, right, guys, in the back? I'm just kidding, just kidding. Not that kind of church. 
They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. The Lord Jesus has spoken to them. He was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. And then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. You probably don't hear that version of the Great Commission very often. Why? Because it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit peculiar. Like literally, seriously, picking up snakes? Like what, what, was, what was going on there? And why did he say that? Drinking deadly poison? Is that something that we're going to be doing at Renew Church? No. No. But I, I feel like that, that regardless of why Jesus said it, like driving out demons, speaking in new tongues, picking up snakes, you're doing it not in your own strength. You're doing it in Jesus' name. Deadly poison placing your hands on the sick to be well. You're doing it not in your own name, but in Jesus' name. These are super weird things. And I know even some manuscripts didn't even have it, while others did. There's a disclosure probably at the bottom of your Bible about that. And the translators wrestled with whether or not to put it. But it's in the Bible. It's there. And so there's validity to it. But here's my thought to why it matters. A big part of why this might be important is because what we do, when we do what we do, even with the greatest mission and the best plan and when we're most prepared, we cannot be scared. But how many of you know missions are scary? How many of you know doing big things for Jesus, they're not easy? They're scary. And so no matter what you're facing, as those disciples were getting ready to carry the message, the gospel, to all nations, after he left them, after he ascended, he was like, no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through, listen, you're going to do it, I'm going to be with you, but don't be scared. So, this is a commission, and you're on it. You're a part of it to some extent. Maybe you're in the beginning stages and you haven't said yes yet, but you're here, so you're on it. You just haven't accepted it yet. Join this mission. Trust God with everything that you've got. Let God work through you in it. And don't be scared. No matter how hard it may get, no matter how challenging it is, no matter how overwhelming your, your circumstances may feel at that moment, don't be scared. Just say, God, if this is what you're calling me to, then I'm going to do it. Like the illustration at the very beginning of the service, those four, in, uh, what's the word? Um, man, I just blanked on the word. Uh, <laughs> talented. Wow. I'm blanking. Those four talented musicians are unbelievable individually. But together, wow. And when they practice, wow. And when they have rehearsals during the week, oh my goodness. They heard me. Y'all heard me, right? You guys can do this. It's great potential. But you got to join the mission. You got to let God work through you. And be not afraid because God wants to do even greater things through each and every one of you. We're going to sing a closing song and then I'm going to come and pray. And um, you guys can uh, respond in any way you want. But uh, I mean, honestly, let, let, you don't have to come to the front. At the end of the service, if you want to come to the front of the end of the service, I'll be willing and happy to pray with you. I'm not going to call you at this time. But um, let's just pray together right now. Bow your heads. Actually, stand up with me and then, then bow your heads. Close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we, um, we just need you. This thing that we're doing called Renew Church is bigger than us. Every Sunday I wake up at about 6 in the morning, 5.45, 6 in the morning, and I think to myself, Lord Jesus, what's going to happen today? <laughs> who's coming and who's not? Wh which text message am I going to get? Who's going to run in 
last minute, like what's going to happen? But God, I, I just need you. Like, I need you beyond everything else, God. And I, I just need to be able to trust you. And I need to, to, to say, God, uh, this is yours. I'm just, I'm just on, on mission with you, but it's yours. I'm going to let you work through me, oh God. And God, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not going to be afraid because I know that you're with me, that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. And God, I just ask you, God, to do a mighty and great work through this church. God, let me just be your vessel. I want to be used of you. God, as we sing this song, I pray that you speak to hearts. And I pray that people would respond. And I pray that they would say yes to you. They would let you like do something in them that, that would maybe challenge them to take next steps to be an even bigger impact so that this church could be an even bigger impact on a broken city that needs you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together.
yeah, man, we need a we need a strategic plan, synergistic mission, and uh, man, we need God. Sometimes we get two out of three, but we got to have three out of three. We got to have all of that. We, we got to be strategic in what we do. We got to be synergistic. Everybody working together, coming together. The the weaker parts helping the stronger parts and. And the indispensable parts, like every piece and every part, it's so significant. Like you guys are, are, are a huge part of it, every single one of you. Don't think you're not. You matter, you're so important. And, and, and I just want you to know, like God wants to use you, God has a plan for you. And there are people, like there are people on the brink of eternity, like literally on the brink of eternity. And if you say no, like they, God, that's heavy, isn't it? But I, I'm talking to myself, like in myself, like I know that I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility, like I have to do certain things and say certain things and live certain ways. Because there are people on eternity, like in everything that I do, that, that I, I will have to answer. And God will look to me and he'll say, Trevor, remember that opportunity? And I say, you mean the time when I didn't have time? Yes, that one. That was that guy's last shot. He said that if this guy that was wearing the renewed church shirt didn't talk to him, he said he was done. He was finished. He was never going to come back to even giving God a chance. You were it. Man, you are a part. That's heavy. But it's also an honor that the Great Commission has been given to you and it's been given to me that we get to be a part. Like we get to be able to take people from death to life to see transformation happen. So I don't look at it as, man, that's just too much. It's just too heavy. That's like, what an honor, oh God, that you entrusted the disciples, that entrusted disciples after that to make disciples and make disciples and make disciples. And 2,000 years later, here am I, Trevor Pound, at a school cafeteria in West Kendall telling some people, hey, you can do your part and you can make a difference. Amen? I want you guys to do your part. Yeah, give a round of applause. Amen. I want you guys to do your part. No matter how big or small that part feels, I want you to do your part because God's calling you to it. We need it. Desperately need it. So just find your way. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Lord, I don't know how to close this service. But I just say that, man, I pray that you would challenge some people, that you would convict some people, that you would encourage some people that, that don't feel like maybe that they're, they're important, that they would know how important they are. God, to see that every part of the body, whether you're the eye, you're the ear, you're the mouth, you're the pinky toe, or anything in between, God, that part of the body, the body of Christ, God, matters, and it's so of the utmost importance. God, use us all on this co-mission that you've called us to. Help us to join it. Help us not to be scared. And God, work through us, we pray. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the God's people said, amen, amen. So Mikey, come on up. And I guess, hey, here's your challenge. This would be your response. Um, after Mikey prays the offering, we are going to have a little bit of fun. You guys play that upbeat song in a minute we're gonna we're gonna you guys are gonna be able to hang out while we dismiss but um great next step is just get involved get involved in the life of this church come to starting point join me for pizza in about five minutes all right give it up for pastor powerful message we're on a commission why do I do this? I was a random guy who a little over a year ago was pursuing stand-up comedy and wanted nothing to do with the church. A year later, God has called me to be a youth pastor. And I don't do this for Trevor. Trevor, I love you, but he's not that cool of a guy. I don't do this for Trevor. When I first met Trevor, I wasn't seeking him. He wasn't seeking me. Renew Church just fell in 
fell in place. It was there. God put it there in front of me. It was the church that I was going to go to because God knew that it was the church that I was going to go to. And I told Trevor, I said, man, God has done something in my heart. I'm walking away from my old life, and I just want to sweep floors in the name of Jesus. That's what I wanted to do because I just wanted to do something to prepare the opportunity for God to do something to someone else that he did in my heart and in my life. That was it. I had no idea that I would be here. I had no idea that I was going to be a youth. I had no idea. I just wanted to serve God. I just wanted to share what God did in my heart with everybody else. And if it meant sweeping a floor, if it meant picking up a cart, if it meant anything, 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 I wanted to do it because I knew that God would honor it. I knew that God would bless it. That is it. That's the message right now. That is the message. And so I pray, I pray that God tugs on your heart and you know the mission that he has you on. I'm going to pray for the offering now. God, we thank you for just who you are, God. We thank you for your sovereignty, Lord. God, I pray that you bless this offering today, Lord, and you continue to use it, Father, to, to change this city, to bless this city, God. And I pray that you, you bless these families here, Lord, all represented, God. And we're just so thankful, Lord, for who you are, God. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. You are now dismissed.
Praise God, huh? Have an awesome week, everyone. God bless you. Love you guys.